0: Limitless Wrestling fans, it's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling podcast coming to your ears. John Alba and the Czar of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver. I'm on location this week. Randy's right there in Vacation Land, and what a triumphant week for Limitless Wrestling,
1: Randy. Ooh, it's been a good one. I just watched the Celtics seal the deal against the Bucks in their opener, too. Uh, a good. That's because
0: Giannis Giannis blew it.
1: Hey, man, he blew it for the C's. He blew it for the C's. But, yeah, fantastic week. Still riding the high from the Vacation Land Cup this past Saturday night. We crowned a new Limitless Wrestling champion. It was your pick, John, Christian Casanova.
0: I know I wasn't alone. There were a lot of people who thought he'd get the job done, and very rarely. It's funny. I don't know if you were looking at some of our bracket submissions, but so many people were like, I feel like Christian's being picked by so many people that there's no way he can win. Yeah. And it's like, well, sometimes if someone is the favorite, they're the favorite for the reason, you know?
1: Out of the out of the brackets that were counted up to the day of the event, uh, I believe 42% of the people who submitted brackets were for Christian Casanova. Well,
0: and I believe it was one person who got the entire bracket correct, right? Two.
1: Only two. 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 Okay. Uh, it was... Uh... The gentleman who made your uh, John Cena uh, CD lover sign.
0: I have no recollection of such a sign.
1: You've posted it. And uh, Kev Tenacity on Twitter. I believe it was Jake and Kevin were the only two to uh, get it 100% correct. It's a very tough bracket, in my opinion, to fill out. Because not only do you have to pick the winners of all four qualifiers, opening round matches, uh, you do have to pick the elimination order for this as well. So it's very tough to do. But uh, those were the two. Uh, we did reach out to a few other people as well. So there are some uh, Vacation Land Cup sticker prize packs going out in the next week or so.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Well, congratulations to the winners. And I'm sure they all listen to John Cena CDs still. And... I do too, so no shame in that.
1: <laughs>
0: but, man, listen, I've never been prouder. I've never been prouder, despite all my grievances with you, Randy. And this is Festivus as we tape this. So believe me, I've got plenty of grievances with you. (laughs) But despite all my grievances, I've never been prouder to be part of Limitless Wrestling than this past weekend with the airing of the Vacation Land Cup, which I would say is the most triumphant show in the history of Limitless Wrestling, given the circumstances. And from all the feedback we've seen, at least from what I've seen, Just a universal smash success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people uh, really felt emotional about the kind of full-fledged return of Limitless Wrestling, uh, even if just for one night. It was just cool to kind of have that sliver of getting back to normal in terms of what we were doing before the pandemic. And uh, we really had big hopes for this year. So it's cool that we got to keep our tradition rolling as well. The third Vacationland Cup in three years. Uh, something I hope to do again next year, and I'm excited to do again next year. But um, just just very cool, the support we had. We broke our streaming record on IWTV, which was awesome. Uh, so many people checked out this show. We had so much coverage going into it as well. So uh, just an awesome night all around when that aired. And uh, since then, I still think a lot of people checking out the replay as well. Just some uh, really star-making performances from members of the roster, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and we got to give a big shout out to all the media outlets that gave some love to Limitless for the Vacation Land Cup. There's so many that that did their part in helping get their word out about the show, and we're so appreciative of that. Uh, Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated, who dropped an amazing feature on Daniel Garcia the day of the show, uh, that I thought was just exceptional. You get a chance to read through that whole thing.
1: I did. Yeah. I read it just, just about as soon as it came out and it was very cool to see. Um, just, and and I go back to the JD Drake feature that we talked about, mm-hmm. Alec Price, uh, so many from Justin. And we're very thankful for that. But Daniel Garcia piece, uh, just, just kind of an emotional piece because, you know, we've been, We've witnessed the kind of entire metamorphosis and really the career and the trials and tribulations of Red Death. So mm-hmm. uh, to now see a broader audience that gets to read into that and understand what he's been through and just get the story behind Daniel Garcia and maybe some new people going to check him out from that. Uh, I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mike Killam from ProWrestling.com. Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone. Uh, so many people out there spreading the love. Nick Houseman from Wrestling Incorporated uh just so many people uh helped get the word about this show if i forgot you i apologize but we're super appreciative i want to throw uh, in our
1: sponsors as well yes uh, Ringside of course Rant and neo-reality entertainment check both of them out they were very crucial in the uh in, in making this event happen and sponsoring almost every match of the vacation land cup card so very thankful for those to Give them a look if you get a chance.
0: Yes, certainly. So thank you for all making it happen. But what was so... I don't want to say surprising, because I'm not surprised. I guess what was so satisfying to me, Randy, was that as I'm watching this show, I knew going in, none of these matches are going to be bad. But like the worst match was still a good match. And the best match in my opinion, was an all-time classic limitless wrestling match. So, like, that's the bar you set for yourself on this show.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I, I, it was just very refreshing to see how prepared these wrestlers came in for something like this, because when you have so much time off or, or so infrequent bookings right now, as many do during the pandemic, uh, you got to believe it's tough to stay motivated, tough to stay in ring shape, tough to just be ready for opportunities like this nonetheless uh ready to wrestle potentially twice in one night in very meaningful matches so uh it's just a credit to the wrestlers and how prepared they're staying in such a tough time and uh it blew me away to be honest John because you just w- any shows in the pandemic you can really expect any kind of outcome with what you're putting out there and I, th- I really think everybody on this card really rose to the occasion and made it Uh, One of my favorite shows that we've ever put out there.
0: Well, let's go through it match by match here. That's what we do after these big Limitless Wrestling shows. And we're going to recap the Vacation Land Cup for you. It started with Becca and Davian. Davian picks up the win. I'll be honest with you. I was a little surprised at first that you decided to open this show with this match. Not that I didn't think the ladies would deliver but I thought you'd probably want to open with the Vacation Land Cup match or something like that. But you chose to open with this match, and I'm not exaggerating here. I think I heard from six or seven different people who said, wow, I need to be paying attention to Becca. They were blown away that someone who's been so young into her career could put on this caliber of a performance to start a pay-per-view off, and then, of course, nothing taken away by Davian, who. A picks up the win here and absolutely murdered Becca at the end of this match. <laughs> yes, she uh, did.
1: what
0: what a hell of an opener! And and I remember after we we wrapped on this match, Randy, you looked at me and you're like, "That is
1: exactly what I wanted out of these two ladies." I was wound up, to be honest. I was I was pretty riled up after this one because uh, I think I've talked about it before, but opening matches on shows, like especially the big shows, are so important to me um i just yeah i think it's so crucial to a new fan who may be watching your product to an old fan who may not have seen a show in a while you want to start off on the right foot you want something high energy something that's going to keep them entertained and keep them in focus and this was it man davian and becca and i just like it felt really cool to have the trust in these two to do that because Typically in a scenario like this, I would start with a tournament match. I think that's what's expected. Um, we had some shuffling around on matches with this card, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, this just is, spoke to me as the opener of this card. And I think both of these two knocked it out of the park. As you said, Davian continues to solidify herself with a victory here. But Becca, uh, a really great performance. I think one of my favorite matches I've ever seen her in. And it's been, it's been so cool because she's literally – Someone who the Limitless fans throughout this pandemic, I think, have been able to watch grow up before their very eyes into the performer she is today.
0: She's really good, Randy. And she is one of those rare performers where when they are down and out, you're rooting for them. Not like, oh, I'm going to cheer for the baby face in pro wrestling. You feel with Becca. It's the Daniel Bryan quality. And she has that. And that's something that has to be organic. And she's got it. And that can take her a very long way in pro wrestling.
1: It's an intangible, it's something, it's an emotional connection that not everybody has. So um, if you believe she has that, just like the limitless wrestling audience seems to as well, I think that's huge.
0: Yeah. And uh, again, she was kilt, as my Living the Gimmick Pro Wrestling podcast co host Doug McDonald would say. By Davian here, who, as you said, picks up a big win. Uh, man, Davian's power moves are so great, aren't they? Uh,
1: yeah, she, uh, her uh, choke slam,
0: her choke slam, the German, her finish. I just, all of these things look so good.
1: I'm sure she was pissed off after eating a super kick one second into the contest.
0: Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly would be too. Hey, when are we putting out that Best of Alba DVD Volume Three? I mean, what
1: do you suppose we put on there?
0: Uh, you know. No. That, pro- that promo.
1: Yeah, that one. From that
0: one time.
1: Yeah, bear country <laughs> squishing you in the corner.
0: Hey, you know what? Screw you because I am two for two. It It took years. It took years for my stars to reach the levels that I knew they could. But I am – 2 out of 3 so far here Randy. Yeah,
1: you're going to take their credit. Okay.
0: Alex Chamberlain on AEW Bear Country. Have you watched Bear Country's AEW dark matches?
1: I haven't yet, but I They have I seen a thing at dark.
0: They have torn it up. Good. They had like they had like a 14-minute match with uh Eva Luna and Stu Grayson on dark. Wow. And from my sources at AEW, they are very impressed with them. That's good. So, big uh Big shout to uh, Bear Country there. One-time winner of the Alba Star Search. Good for them. Um, so, yeah. Good good stuff going on there. All right, Randy. I can't wait to talk about this. There's a lot of times... I mean, I watch a lot of pro wrestling. I have to watch a lot of pro wrestling for what How I do. How much
1: do you say you watch a week?
0: Like, hour-wise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably 10 to 13 hours a week.
1: Wow, that's good.
0: I'd say minimum. Yep. So I watch a lot of pro wrestling. Um, and usually it's at like 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. Oh, wow, yeah. It. <laughs> Living like a rascal. <laughs> and I watched this Lee Moriarty-Daniel Garcia match about six times so far. Wow. And it reminds me because I watch a lot of bad wrestling.
1: I love bad wrestling. Sometimes <laughs> some depending on the mood, uh sometimes that's even better than the good wrestling.
0: I mean I mean I sent you a screenshot of some of the wrestling I was watching earlier today. Oh, I went not watched it. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: Um
0: well I was watching that and it's so easy to get deterred by bad wrestling. But man, this match reminded me of everything that I love about pro wrestling. I want, I get like, I'm like feeling emotional talking about it because like this is, if you could write up a match of like what I would like to see, this was it. It was an art form and Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty put on, I said it to you, bell to bell. I think this is the greatest match in limitless wrestling history. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. And you know how highly I hold the Chris Hero and Zack Sabre Jr. match. And I do. Yeah. But given the circumstances of this match and the layoff that many of these guys have had, I think bell to bell Lee Moriarty versus Daniel Garcia was the best match in limitless wrestling history.
1: I think that's fair. I mean, I think it's right up there. It's one of my favorites of the year. Uh, it's one of my favorite in just in general, recent history, uh, just, it kind of feels like a match made for each other. And uh, I think Daniel Garcia witnesses that again later on in the night. But I don't know. I got to, I got to sit back and watch this one, just take it in. I wasn't on commentary, and I, I really liked the experience of just being able to watch this in the moment. And uh, I just think two next-level performers going at it one-on-one and just a technical spectacle, uh, something that if you haven't seen, I would definitely – Say, if you're going to watch anything from this show and not the whole show, this is the match to check out. Uh, Daniel Garcia moving on. Uh, just, I don't know. It's, it's one that, like, if we get the opportunity, I'd love to run this back because I think I could watch this a million different times, and I feel like they'd have a million different matches as well.
0: The biggest compliment that I think two indie workers can get is when you have m- multiple people saying, this is a match I want to see all over the country. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. I had six people message me that, uh, including from some significant media outlets saying that was as good as anything I've seen this year. And it just reminded me of those old like Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit battles of just them pounding the mat, knowing each other's moves, scouting one another, um, the pain that they inflicted on one another was so visible and visceral. This was an art form. And these two just, I mean, first off, you know, it's funny. Cause like, I feel like most of the indie wrestling world is familiar with Lee Moriarty, but maybe not as much Daniel Garcia. Whereas the limitless audience is very familiar with Daniel Garcia. Maybe not as much Lee Moriarty. 100%. And, and, and now, what a perfect genesis, right?
1: Yeah, it was. it's one of those interesting meetings where uh, sometimes this region definitely knows one person more than the other, when in reality, uh, probably more of the country knows their opponents. So that was exactly the kind of situation you were seeing here. Basically, any bracket that was coming in from the Midwest, uh, from the Southwest, anywhere but the Northeast region, uh, most of them had Lee Moriarty taking out Daniel Garcia in the first round, making it to the finals. Daniel Garcia, uh, able to hold strong, able to get Lee Moriarty out of his way, arguably one of the best technical wrestlers in North America, and uh, have, like you said, an all-time classic limitless wrestling match.
0: With a limited capacity fan base, to just to be able to do it in those elements. And, I mean... Crap, we got to mention this, and I said it on commentary in the match. Not an easy travel day for either of those guys that day.
1: No, no. Daniel Garcia, so we haven't talked about this at all yet, but we had uh, pretty bad weather coming into the area that started as a rainstorm and ended up being a full-fledged snowstorm.
0: I knew we were screwed because – three days before you're like, weather's looking great. And I'm like, oh no, why did he say that? I'm like, why did he say that? No. Uh, just,
1: uh, just trying to calm people down in our Um Yeah, so the Buffalo crew actually came in a day early to prohibit any travel issues that day, which was a very smart call because I think they would have experienced it. But then people driving in from wherever they were coming from, they were experiencing either the snow traffic, the rain traffic, or the accident traffic. So uh, it was a hell day for people traveling, but uh, Lee Moriarty ended up making it. He flew into Portland, so uh, he ended up making it to the venue, not at a bad time at all. But, yeah, it was definitely a long day for – or a long day and a half, I should say, for both <laughs> those dudes.
0: Yes. So, they, so for them to go in there after all those circumstances and just – I'm, like, serious. Like, I get, like – chills thinking about it it was everything that you could possibly love about pro wrestling and like if you're a pro sports fan if you're a combat sports fan i mean jesus was this the match for you
1: yeah it's been it's been the one that i think people have brought up to me the most like especially um like your casual limitless wrestling fan who uh, would message me about the show the first person they brought up almost always was lee moriarty we need to see more lee moriarty uh, we want to see him when the world is right, and we have fans back in the building, and I definitely hope and uh, and plan to work with Lee Moriarty as much as we possibly can moving into the new year. So you
0: think that might be a match that we could see again at some point?
1: I, I definitely do, but I mean, there, there's a whole roster of people I'd like to mm-hmm. see against Lee Moriarty, too. He hasn't yeah. really uh, wrestled a lot of people that we consistently well, use. And, so. I mean, look,
0: the reality, too, is Daniel Garcia has put himself right back in the picture for the championship, so... Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: he just about won it, so I mean, yeah. there's there's no way that he can be denied at this point going yeah. through what he went through, just like we talked about with Lee Moriarty getting picked apart piece by piece. Uh, that's a lot to go through before a four-way final, so Certainly. I think uh, Daniel Garcia definitely has a gripe and a, uh, or a reasoning, at least, for a championship shot down the line with Christian.
0: I don't want to break fourth-wall stuff too much, but I'll say this. There's a lot that a lot of pro wrestlers could learn from the psychology that, especially Daniel Garcia, put into his performance on this show. There's a lot that people can learn. At 22 years old, he is wise beyond his years. And watch the little things that he does. Uh, it was pretty incredible. It was a masterful performance from Daniel Garcia on this show. Um, which got us to our next match. Another great match. CJ Cruz. And Christian Casanova, CJ Cruz, cheated his way into the vacation land cup, may That's I add? False. Uh,
1: uh, what a what a spot this would have been for your boy Mac Daniels. Just
0: yeah, and then frickin' Tyree was being a jerk, picked me up, but whatever. We're not bad memories. We're not going there. We didn't lose. So okay, your okay. your uncrowned limitless wrestling champion, Mac Daniels. We'll get his revenge one day. Are you
1: telling me you would have picked him over Christian Casanova, your pick? I
0: mean, duh. I get a commission from what Mac Daniels does.
1: Oh, there, I am his there's agent. There's the truth. There's the truth. I think this, he knows.
0: You know who it is.
1: Yeah. I know what time it is.
0: Uh, by the way, cameo of the year by Mac Daniels in that Dave dyer Doug Weiser, <laughs> Uh uh match of who John Alba hates more, extravaganza, uh, that they had. Um, Mac Daniels just, uh, what a coincidence that he just happened to be driving at the same time Doug Weiser was waiting for a lift, huh?
1: I know, the busy streets of Bangor, Maine. That's crazy. But uh, no, he was was nice enough to uh, at least stop and pretend that he was going to give them a ride (laughs) and then peeling out in front of them.
0: I do uh, recommend everyone check out that Falls Count Anywhere match on YouTube. It was very entertaining.
1: Yes. Uh, that was a very fun project we did with Doug Weiser, uh, referee Eric Greenleaf, and the Belfast Bulldog Dave Dyer. Like,
0: you realize I hate all three of those humans, right? Like, yeah, I can't stand have,
1: any of them. <laughs> if you're saying it's a good thing to watch with all three yes. of those dudes in it, you should <laughs> definitely check it out. But yes. Yes. Very fun.
0: Yes. Very fun stuff. Casanova and Cruz, though. Christian Casanova looked like the biggest star in the world on this show, Randy. His aura, his presence, match caliber, all the pieces were there on this show. To to no one's surprise. I think CJ Cruz surprised a lot of people here.
1: I think so, too. I was actually listening to the IWTV Guide podcast earlier today.
0: Yes, who gave a glowing review of this show, and we thank them for that.
1: They did. Absolutely. Um, Check their episode out. They did a review episode as well. Um, But yeah, they, they were talking and I think what they said really resonates with a lot of the viewers for this show is people were very familiar with Christian Casanova. He was one of the odds on favorites to make it far into the tournament and CJ Cruz, especially being a last minute entrant where people did not have a ton of time to do their homework on CJ. If they didn't know him yet, I think a lot of people came in just really unknowing of what C.J. Cruz would bring to the table. And uh, I I think he blew people out of the water, hanging with Christian Casanova, nearly defeating him numerous times. And uh, this is the C.J. Cruz that we've come to know and love. You know, he, he does rise to the occasion in big match situations like this.
0: He really does. They knew each other well. Even though it was short preparation, they knew each other well. And they just had great chemistry in there together two guys who respect each other a lot and Christian didn't cruise to a win by any means in this match. No pun intended. He certainly did not. He had to work for that win and it was a good test for him, a good tune up for the main event and uh, CJ opening himself up for some opportunities down the line, certainly. And, you know, I think a lot of people looked at CJ Cruz and they said, well, you know, he's at, he's great, but he's at a certain level. And I don't know if he's ready to take that next step yet. I think this match proved that he, he is very much ready right to take that next step.
1: I think this was kind of his next step. I think uh, in that four-way, certainly exhibiting that he'll do whatever it takes to win. He knew the opportunity laying ahead of him. Uh, he got past that, makes it into the tournament, and it's a tough spot. It's a tough position to be in because, you're like I said, you're going into it against one of the odds-on favorites people are just counting you out from the start. And a majority of people did. We do the polls on Instagram every time there's a show coming up. That was the most lopsided poll with Christian Casanova ending it with 88% of people oh. believing that he was going to win. So uh, you got to believe that's in the head of CJ Cruz going into a situation like that. But he made the most of it. I think he just needs to find his footing in Limitless Wrestling because once he he's kind of a one of these dudes who I feel like rides the wave of momentum. And I feel like if he can get it rolling, he can really rise to big things. But it's all about getting that front, like the front foot forward, and getting that victory and rolling some together.
0: Well, ban the wave, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're still yeah. on that kick. It's, I've
0: been on that kick for about ten years now, bro. We're
1: gonna do the wave <laughs> at the road.
0: If you do the wave at the road, I will ensure that Mac Daniels super kicks every person in that
1: audience. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do it during his match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's move to another very physical match. Ace Romero. Or no, sorry, this was JD Drake and Kevin Blackwood first. Yes, correct? it was, but it was uh, a but it was match. also a physical match. It was also a physical match. So this match was a probably one of the toughest tests that Kevin Blackwood's had in 2020 cause j d Drake outside of being just an exceptional performer is a pissed off southern dude, Randy, yeah, and you never want to get in the way of that j d Drake is like everything that you love in a performer yeah he he he's got all those boxes that he checks off, and Blackwood had a tough draw here, but he gave him a hell of
1: a fight he did, and uh I think kevin black Kevin blackwood really like breaking curtain as a new person here. I think we've we've kind of seen anyone who's been paying attention to his social media, kind of the metamorphosis of Blackwood throughout this pandemic. Uh, we've seen him really only a few times throughout. it. He's been growing stronger. He's been working out every day. He's in, in my opinion, the best shape of his life right now, or at least his wrestling career. Uh, and, and Kevin really just, the style has changed a little bit, but he's even even better, it seems, with connecting with his strikes. He has more combinations to throw together, and I think that was really important coming into a match like this with someone so much bigger and uh, probably stronger in a big man like J.D. Drake. But Kevin Blackwood uh, holding his own, hanging in there, he's another one, kind of like C.J. Cruz. He needs to string some momentum together like he was last summer. Uh, we talked about he was a finalist in the Vacation Land Cup last year, defeated JT Dunn at the Portland Expo, and just another guy who hasn't really found his footing in 2020, and it's been a tough year to do so. But uh, I-, I think what a performance here from Kevin Blackwood. I think this is one of my favorite matches I've ever seen him in. And uh, it just uh, opens up so many possibilities seeing these guys once again uh, of just matches down the road. But uh, I was really impressed by Blackwood, but J.D. Drake, Just too tough to handle for Blackwood.
0: Well, what did you make then of what Blackwood had to say, or his lack of words, I should say, uh, after the match?
1: Well, I think it's a tough time to really collect your thoughts after, uh, you know, I I firmly believe that no matter who was standing in front of Kevin Blackwood heading into this tournament, he believed it was going to be like last year in the fact that he was going to make it to the finals. Uh, He has tournament familiarity. He knew a lot of these people in this tournament and had faced a lot of people other than J.D. Drake really had faced most of these guys in the locker room in the tournament. But uh, just I mean, you can't look too far in any kind of tournament. And uh, I don't think Kevin was doing that. But uh, I mean, you heard him. something has to change with him. And I I think it's true because we saw him on quite a skid to start 2020. He had the trios loss at the end of 2019 at Fresh Blood. He lost in a four-way in January this year, enters himself in the MSP Tag Team Invitational in February. No luck there. So it was trending downward for Kevin. And I think the time off gave him, you know, at least time to clear his mind, to come in with a new game plan. Uh, And it still didn't work out with a chance to become champion on the line. So uh, I think something does have to change. What that is, I'm not sure.
0: How much fun is it to watch J.D. Drake?
1: Oh, I love it. (laughs) it's so much fun it's fun for me it's never fun for who he's wrestling because kevin blackwood got his chest caved in on numerous occasions
0: and then uh i saw a lot of people marking out overseeing the drill bit for the first time
1: yeah i just like i've watched a ton of jd drake for a few years so i feel like it's the norm to kind of see that because it is one of the calling cards of jd drake but a lot of people had not seen that maneuver before, maybe not seen it uh, hit to that extent because he absolutely drilled Kevin Blackwood with the drill bit this time.
0: Yeah, he did. Now that brings us to Ace Romero and Alec Price. There
1: you go. Now we were all wound up for that one.
0: So I, I, I think we can emphatically say this because I've seen it all over social. I know you've spoken to a lot of people, especially some important people too. This was a hello world, I'm here performance from Alec Price on this
1: show. Yeah, I think we had that, like, in my opinion, from the feel of people who were live tweeting, who watched afterwards, uh, there were a few people on this night who really kind of broke out in the eyes of many on the independent circuit. I think it was a big night for, like we talked about, CJ Cruz and Kevin Blackwood really proving themselves, and Alec Price especially, because... People, uh, he's been having killer matches, in my opinion, on the road, but not everybody sees that. Even if it is up for free on YouTube, not everybody sees that. This was right in front of him against Ace Romero, who I I think if they've seen any Alec Price, they have seen the two matches that he's had with Ace Romero. They've been two of the most talked about Limitless matches in the pandemic. So uh, what an occasion to have the rubber match.
0: The real intensity between these two. It's like you can tell they respect each other because of the like lengths they're each willing to go to to put one another away but there's a lot of animosity between them too. And it creates such a unique chemistry in the ring with one another. And Price to be able to take Ace Romero to this limit is pretty incredible. And there's been a lot of people who've tried to beat Ace Romero in Limitless Wrestling and can't. Yeah, and Alec Price has now beat him twice. And, I mean, you and I, when we're calling that match, we're both legitimately scared that Alec Price like tore his hamstring when he took that pounce from Ace Romero.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people around ringside were feeling the same way. I think a lot of people viewing the show, that's actually something that I got a ton of messages about was Alec Price's well-being in general because (laughs) not only the pounce, but we'll get to it later, him getting stomped out by Daniel Garcia. um, A lot of people concerned for his well-being.
0: Yeah, well, these two had a hell of a match, I thought. It was probably the most physical match on the card outside of the, Rip bison and big beef match, which we'll certainly get into in a few minutes, but um they just beat the ever loving crap out of each other. And I thought what Alec had to say after this match with Harry was like an Austin three sixteen esque promo. Like Price was so confident and comfortable. It was a superstar performance by Alec Price on the Vacation Land Cup.
1: Yeah. Alec, uh, hundred percent knows who he is. Is not afraid to perpetuate that, and uh, he's got big things ahead. You know, he I, I think, uh, if not for maybe a spill like that in his opening round contest, you know, he was right there. He was in the final three. So, uh, who knows? He's got to be someone who's uh, definitely swimming around the contenders pool for the Limitless Wrestling Championship.
0: So that clinched our our four people for this, uh, which I believe then got us to our first tag team contest of the evening, correct?
1: It did, yes.
0: Uh, My my favorite, Puff. You know, I just love Puff. Puff and Megabyte Ronnie taking on the Prestige. So this was, uh, we talk about the different flavors of ice cream here in Limitless Wrestling. This was certainly a very different flavor from what the rest of the show saw. Yeah, this was a lot uh, of fun. A hot dog flavor, in fact. Um,
1: you like that hot dog water, John?
0: It was a little disgusting. They probably got it from the Cumbies in Yarmouth.
1: Oh, my favorite. I love when we can drop Cumbies in Yarmouth. We're going to get a commercial uh, pretty soon, like a sponsorship with them, and I'm going to make some kind of Cumbies in Yarmouth rap. Uh, they probably did get it from there though. In all honesty, I mean <laughs> you're not gonna I wonder like I can't imagine he has like a hot dog cooker that they travel with. No. And you're not gonna bring it cooked from Buffalo. That's a long drive yeah. from a hot dog, especially coming a day early. Yeah. That's information that we know. So Yeah. Well I'll tell you back, what,
0: Mega this is my first time seeing Mega by Ronnie. And the dude is ripped. I a mean great he shit is house, dude. He is ripped. Uh, what did you think of the prestige here working together for the first time? I thought they had good chemistry
1: together. I think, yeah, I, I was interested to see because this is quite a big stage. That, this is actually pretty interesting because these are both teams debuting very first uh, tag team match for both teams. Uh, to my knowledge, they were both scheduled to debut. At least I know Puff and Ronnie scheduled to debut before the pandemic kicked in and that ruined everything for them. And the prestige have been kind of for months tooling around with this idea to make this happen. Uh, well, this was the night to pull the trigger with both, uh, especially knowing what we do now, you know, from, from danger kid, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, it's, it's ever so important to be a tag team and be successful as a tag team in Limitless Wrestling. And that's what Puff and Ronnie did in their debut, putting down the prestige. But yeah, I agree. Natural chemistry there from BRG and Channing Thomas, Uh, This is Channing's second Vacation Land Cup. He was in the Scramble in 2019 in BRG, I believe, uh, his official Limitless Wrestling debut. So cool to get these guys who are uh, some of our Let's Wrestle building blocks who have really kind of grown from that onto the road, had stellar performances on the road, and that led them here.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. That's a tag team I'd like to manage.
1: Yeah, they kind of fit your aesthetic, I'm sure.
0: What's that supposed to mean?
1: Nothing. You guys just look like you'd hang
0: out—just a bunch of good-looking guys hanging out. (laughs) Yeah, I know. A bunch of good-looking
1: guys hanging out—nothing wrong with that.
0: Channing Thomas is a good-looking dude.
1: He and Mac Daniels—he and Mac
0: Daniels—well, I was just about to get to Brett. He and Mac Daniels kind of have a similar swagger, and then Brett is an all—Brett is a fellow alum. Both of us Quinnipiac Bobcats.
1: Oh Christ!
0: So. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. A lot just, going on.
1: I'm just Come planning on.
0: ideas. I'm just playing ideas in your head here. What do you Take think? With Channing's
1: the, hair? You're the hair guy.
0: Channing Scott, he he let the hair grow a little bit during the pandemic. He did. I told you what I really liked about Channing. I like his burgundy blazer. Yes. That's very classy.
1: I very, would, um, very classy. I would suggest anyone looking to get more of Channing Thomas, you included. Uh, by the time this drops, it'll be on YouTube. Channing Thomas and Andrew Palace from episode ten of the Road, it's streamed tonight as we air this, but or record this. But uh, really good match from the two of them that I would suggest checking out. Yes,
0: I saw him do away with Pretty Mean Kathleen fairly, uh, fairly easily too. So. Little Mean Kathleen. Little sorry, Come sorry. I, I was, I, little LMK, mean, sorry. LMK. Yeah, sorry, not PMK. Sorry, my apologies, Kathleen maybe you should have won your match, and then I would have remembered. Wow. Just a thought. Uh, But anyway, but anyway, uh, the prestige did not win here, uh, because Puff is Santa Claus, and I guess that means you have powers or something. It's a magical time
1: of year, John. I know you don't (laughs) feel it, but...
0: Uh, No, I I am very much a Scrooge. And Megabyte Ronnie dropped uh, the hungriest elbow in professional wrestling. And uh, they pick up the win there, and, well, BRG and uh, Channing hit the ring and start trying to make something happen. And then your boys in MSP come out to make the save, and then they start dancing. And I think I saw Aiden Agro twerking.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Um, That, like, remembering how this all went down now i understand why the prestige of your boys because they lose and then they try to take a cheap shot and it doesn't work out so Uh pretty par for the course and the job out the experience sure sure
0: uh but yeah so that set up msp and the c stars and we talked about an all-time classic match earlier randy i'm gonna be real with you this was an all-time classic limitless tag team match
1: yep um I think two years running, MSP have had my favorite tag match of the year at the Vacationland Cup. Last year it was uh, against J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. This year against Ashley Vox and Delmi XO. Uh, I really fucking enjoyed this match. I had a ball calling it, had a ball watching it back. This is one that I've watched back numerous times uh, just to see the different layers of this match, it's really cool to see Delmi XO on this stage teaming with Ashley Vox. It's not really something that we've had uh, a heaping helping of in Limitless Wrestling up to this point, really, until the pandemic. So awesome to see that, especially against the top team in Limitless Wrestling. And now, uh, really, according to them, you can't argue it after defeating the Sea stars here, but uh, a hell of a match I, I really enjoyed watching.
0: But that's not where things end here, because after the match... MSP says they want more. They make a call for some Limitless Wrestling Tag Team Championships. They want something to fight for. We get asked about the Tag Team Championships on every single Ask Limitless episode that we do. Every single one. Well, now you got more questions to answer, Randy. So what's the deal here?
1: Well... Um, there isn't any deal yet because uh, obviously a lot of things that were in the works for limitless wrestling for 2020, 2021 have been put on hold or pushed back because uh, we just don't know when the time is going to be when we can have full fledged shows with fans. Again, shows like this are very tough to coordinate, tough to put together, especially from a financial standpoint. So it's not something that we can make happen all the time. Uh, but, I mean, it is something that we've been looking into uh, a lot heavier than we have before. So uh, I do think that at some point there will be there will be potentially a time that we have tag team championships. But uh, I don't want to I don't want to put anything out there that's going to get people excited for something happening soon. It's not going to be something that happens on season three of the road. It's not going to be something that happens on our next live show or taping or whatever it may be. Um, But it is something that uh, I've been talking with MSP with, especially since the show aired and uh, trying to figure out, you know, what does the limitless wrestling tag team division look like? Who's here? Uh, Who do we want to bring in? Who do we want to work with? And what are the matches and where do we go from here? You know, who who deserves opportunity and that's where we're at right now. So uh, they really kind of put a call out there to all teams. You know, this is the place to be. And, uh they want something to fight for and I'm listening.
0: There you go, folks.
1: Big stuff there. Very happy to hear that. I know
0: a lot of fans are very happy to hear that. Because keep in mind you were very uh you were very not into having championships at all for limitless wrestling. And now we went from the cup to the main title to now potentially tag titles. So very cool things happening here. I, I think, think that, we've
1: just we've we've taken our time with things and that yeah. uh, gives everything meaning. It well and I think to it was a credit
0: head. I think it's a credit to the evolution of the promotion too. So absolutely. Um so there you go. Now you had said last week that this was the match you were really just Jonesing for. And well they delivered. It was actually a very short match, but not a short segment. <laughs> Rip bison and big beef, Narl Garvin. Um, If you like Minoru Suzuki, if you like Evil, if you like any Japanese star out there today that just hits hard, if you love Bruiser Brody, by God, this match was for you. And this was just... (laughs) This was just insane. This was was absolutely insane
1: wild from the start wild from the opening moments didn't even get going until about five minutes they had been out there brawling on the floor uh this is just one of those matches that i i feel the same way as i do with like a red death and lee moriarty is this is a match that i could see being taken across on the road to different promotions because uh i just think especially with fans there this is going to be such a wild experience to watch these two go especially uh, you know, I, I definitely know the fight can be longer. You know, like you said, it was kind of a quick match. It was, uh, I think, just just under eight minutes. It felt quick, I think, because it just was uh, insane action start to finish. It was crazy. And uh, I think this was the fight that Rip Bison needed. I think it was quite an introduction for Big Beef Gnarles Garvin. I was really happy to see uh, the Limitless audience take to him immediately like I thought that they would. but. Sometimes you just never know with new people how they're going to be taken. And uh, people really like Big Beef. He's going to be uh, definitely back in Limitless Wrestling in 2021. And uh, just just like Garcia Moriarty, I think this is one that we could run again in the future.
0: Yeah, in a meat versus meat match or something like that? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the definition (laughs) of a hoss fight, that's for sure.
0: You got to get like, you got to find like a butcher in the Portland area to sponsor that match. (laughs) Yeah.
1: we'll just cut them loose in the butcher shop.
0: Just, uh, I don't know, man, that was awesome. So much so that, you know, over on living the gimmick, we, we posted our year end award nominees that you can go check out now on social media at the LTG podcast. And, uh, we have an independent wrestler of the year category and my co-host Doug McDonald, after watching this match, uh, nominated Rip Bison for independent wrestler of the year. So, wow. so he, yeah, he was very into this as I think a lot of people will be. And, well, you know, it's it's it was a big one for the Ripper.
1: Yes, it was. And I think, uh, you know, he's he's had battle after battle on the road. Uh, I look back at his match with Ace Romero, with Delmi XO, with Eric Johnson, with Christian Casanova at the beginning of this season. And uh, I think he really needed, just like Davey in the opening contest, the solidifying victory. And I think he got it here with big beef. So, Big things on the horizon, I believe, for Iron Rip Bison.
0: Certainly so. Which brings us to our main event. Christian Casanova versus Daniel Garcia versus Alec Price versus J.D. Drake. Uh, One hell of a a fatal four-way elimination match that we had here in this main event. Um, What a great touch. And I had no idea this was happening. But a great touch to do the prize fight photo right before the match started.
1: Yeah. That was done with a look from Harry over to me and a little nod from me back to him. So it's pretty it's pretty cool that uh, we can have that kind of communication with each other. And uh, it was a good call. I liked that we got that. It, it really uh, presented a big fight feel for everything that was to come.
0: Yeah, I thought that was just a perfect touch and made the title seem so great. And I love that the title was sitting there right by the entranceway the entire night. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm watching the show, and I'm saying to myself, you know, the only person who didn't touch the title tonight was Christian Casanova in that match. Is that it? Yeah, I'm fairly certain it is. I think all of them touched it in some way except for Christian. And you know what they say, man. It's bad luck if you're touching a championship before you win it. And maybe it worked out that way. Because here you go. Your new Limitless Wrestling World Champion, the winner of the Vacation Land Cup, Christian Casanova. This match just started with Alec Price on fire out of the gate, uh, calling his shot, even though he was beat up. All these guys were beat up. And Price wasted no time, and then he had to uh, repent his sins a little bit. What'd you make of his aggressiveness here?
1: Yeah, I think um, Alec Price was in the mindset of killing and killing quick because I think he knew that he didn't have a lot left in the tank. He was obviously operating on one leg after the pounce from Ace Romero, and understandably so. But uh, he was really just trying to command the match very quickly. And anytime he was in there really trying to take control, trying to end it, um, trying to kind of look for those put-away blows to his opponents that uh, just were not doing the trick for him. And, uh, I, I mean, a valiant effort, able to eliminate J.D. Drake, which I think that's that's huge for Alec. I mean, get, getting his win back here against the blue-collar badass, someone who he was quite certain and still mouths off about that he should have beat uh, in November of last year at Twilight Zone and uh, believes he was right on his way to doing so. Now he's uh, probably not going to shut up about that pinfall. But uh, getting stomped out. Uh, a good call by the referee in situations like that because, uh, you know, we're we're very – you just want to always look out for the safety of the performers, and I think uh, referee Eric Greenleaf did a great job there as much as you like to harp on his ass. Um, made the correct call there for Alec Price's safety because Daniel Garcia, I, I think, was going to stomp him to dust if he had the chance to do so.
0: Hey, Drake even got beat up a little bit in this match after he hit the moonsault, came down hard on his knee, and that's what allowed – Alec Price to take him out?
1: Yeah, and uh, that looked like the end for Christian Casanova early on. It almost looked like the top talent was going to be eliminated first. J.D. Drake connecting with the moonsault, which we don't always see from the blue-collar badass, but unfortunately a gnarly landing on his left knee. He was walking with a limp all night after that. Uh, Luckily, not doing as much damage as we originally thought, so he is going to be okay, but Alec Price quickly taking advantage.
0: But then Price was taken out, as you said, and – Well, the story all night long and kind of what we talked about going into this was that Daniel Garcia and Christian Casanova were supposed to have a number one contenders match before all this mess. Well, then they got to have their own match within a match. I I think you could make the argument, Randy, that these two guys wrestled three matches on this show because after Drake and Price were eliminated, they went and had about an eight and a half minute match on their own. As they were both just absolutely gassed, and if you even watched that little eight and a half minute match in a vacuum, it's one heck of a match.
1: Yeah, it just uh, it got to a point you just felt like these two weren't going to quit. Uh, it had to be the the one guy who would make the crucial mistake first. Daniel Garcia at that point operating on with one arm. Uh, I believe this is the match with the one arm pile driver. Am I correct? Yes,
0: yes. mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Just Daniel Garcia pulling out all the stops here, but Christian Casanova just destined for this position, destined for this night, destined to become champion, uh, able to weather the storm of red death Daniel Garcia and come out with the championship on the other side.
0: What was that moment like for you when Christian won? This has been such an emotional year for you. So to see Christian, a guy who you've really put your faith in, and I know how grateful he is that you put your faith in him, uh, for him to be the one hoisting that cup and hoisting that championship, uh, what was that like for you?
1: I think it's such a cool moment because um, we could all just feel the visceral rise for the people behind Christian Casanova. It was euphoric almost when he would – burst through the curtain and people were on their feet it was just crazy because i've seen this dude from legit day one like his first year uh in iwe uh he'd come up a couple different times to do like their fair show run so knowing him early on just watching him being someone who uh, went through a lot of different character changes finally found what fit to him and is making it work to the best of his ability and is legitimately on fire right now uh christian is just an incredible performer and he's done so much work to not only improve the in-ring improve his body he's in the best condition he's ever been in and destined for big things and that's what led him to this night the grind that he put in behind the scenes in the ring uh it all came to a culmination here at the vacation land cup
0: did you see how many people from around independent wrestling tweeted out about Casanova winning and just saying like finally this guy got his moment
1: yeah absolutely because I think uh I mean I think a lot of people ahead of the cup too did their homework they knew that it was coming up to Daniel Garcia and him to determine a number one contender back in March for Anthony Green's limitless wrestling championship and people have been paying attention to the road they know this is what's on Christian's mind they know this is the path he wanted to take to get here so Uh, I think a lot of people were kind of following along with the journey and hoping that he came out with the championship.
0: Also, how about Colin Delaney tweeting along?
1: Yeah, very cool. I want to get... uh, We got to get Colin on a show. Yeah, to infinity and beyond. I'd like to get them uh, in the tag team division and the tag team ranks of Limitless Wrestling.
0: I'd be very much into that. I think that'd be great. And then maybe we can get Gangrel or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he'll come (laughs) up with you.
0: Um. Yeah, <laughs> you put me in a match with Gangrel, Andy. I'll never give you crap for anything ever again. <laughs> I'll never give you. to take the impaler. I, I don't know if I'm taking the impaler, but I'd take a bloodbath from Gangrel. Okay.
1: Okay. I
0: take a bloodbath. Um, amazing. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. What a what a show this was. What an emotional ride this show was.
1: Yeah. Pro wrestling. Throwing a tidbit here uh for the fact of emotional ride this was we take this on the night of a snowstorm with like 25 to 30 mile an hour wind gusts and at one point <laughs> uh this is before oh, yes, the, yes 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 <laughs> yes yes, yes. Before, you have to tell us before the prestige beverage barons match like literally right before probably 10 seconds before we were about to begin recording The power flickers and goes out.
0: Oh, and then it happened again.
1: And then it comes back and it goes out again. And this time it's longer. And I'm like, I'm just sitting on the stage. There's nothing we can do. Uh, I don't know what I said, but it probably wasn't good. Uh, And I was just, I knew that like the place didn't have a generator. I asked anyways, I asked Alex Calder, shout out Back Row Mafia. Um, he was our uh, he was our venue staff of the day and uh, they did not have a generator so we then the power came back on and we all crossed our fingers and unplugged some things around the venue because some people were really believing that it was a power surge of the venue it was not the power going out so uh, we actually did not have any more issues after that one hiccup but I am so thankful that that did not happen during a match, that it didn't yeah. happen consistently because we were in a very tough position there. Because we were also, I didn't tell anyone on the roster this, I just wanted to, um, <laughs> I didn't want to stress anybody out, but we had a 9 p.m. curfew for the, the matches as well. Um, uh, really, with, with the yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, uh, the whole taping was like uh, timed out the way that it was so that we would get done in time.
0: I did not know that. I didn't I know. know no that, yeah. one knew
1: that because I didn't want to stress anybody out. But I just that's why we're uh, sticking to a schedule. Well, I just
0: remember before we started the main event, there was like, a, it was like a, a little bit of a like delay. We were just taking our time getting everything together, and I, I was just like, oh my god, every second we waste, the power is going to go out. Like, <laughs> it's just like I was like, dude,
1: it's bad. Is this Harry's soon. freaking out. I'm like, oh no. As soon as the three count hit in the main event, I was a fucking sigh of relief because it just it felt like I mean, we had like uh, just a lot. of I was very stressed out that day because it felt like there was a lot of things kind of pushing against this with the incoming snowstorm that was not coming until like a day and a half ahead. Uh, That made for some canceled flights the next day that had to be rescheduled. That made for uh, I mean, Myron Reed straight up missed his flight. Um, that I forgot a ton of important shit at the house. <laughs> like, I don't know, it was, uh, I was not uh hitting home runs all day that day, but uh, luckily the wrestlers pulled through and uh, we had quite an event on our hands. Yeah,
0: it was a special show, and I'm so happy to have been a part of it. And if you haven't checked it out, IWTV promo code Limitless will get you the show for free, it'll get you five days for free, in fact, and you can take a deep dive and check everything out. And just what a special show it's, it's going to go down as a show that we're never going to forget having been a part of. And it, it started from just a small little idea and it turned into one of the, I mean, I'm biased obviously, but listening to the IWTV guide podcast and from other people, this was one of the best independent shows of 2020. And I, I put it up there against anything
1: it's cool to hear people say that and uh a few people have and i think uh it's just cool to get a lot of new eyes on limitless as well because it's just there's been so much hard work put in from from the bottom up from uh from everyone who's been through limitless wrestling this year to keep uh, pushing forward with limitless to keep us alive to keep us relevant and uh to build to grow the fan base to grow the platform and uh, it's still given us an opportunity in such a weird year in 2020 to work with so many new awesome wrestlers too, which I'm so appreciative of. Where uh, those opportunities are so few and far between now.
0: Great stuff there. Now looking ahead here, I mean we we don't really know what is totally next for Limitless Wrestling. The road continues on IWTV every Wednesday and on social. Um, immediately there were going to be some questions of when's the next show? When's the next pay-per-view? And it's, uh, unfortunately, it's not quite that simple. But yeah. I would imagine we will get to see Christian Casanova in some form sometime in the next couple months defend that championship.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um, to, I believe with the, with the road that we're on right now for season two, I think that's going to take us through the beginning of February. So, uh, that's really where we're looking right now is, uh, end of January, early February to kind of figure out, uh, what the next step is for limitless wrestling. I think there's a lot of talk of a season three of the road, but nothing has been confirmed just yet. And, uh, obviously with, uh, I-, I think that we really, uh, figured out a good game plan for how these kind of tapings are going to work for these full show formats. I think we did very well. And I think the wrestlers were very diligent, um so I think this is a a format that we can continue and work with and uh make happen at least every couple months. So uh maybe February is uh kind of what I'm feeling is a realistic goal right now for another one of these.
0: I like the sound of that. And then the last thing we want to leave everyone with, we do it every year and we're doing it again. It's just about time for the Limitless Wrestling year-end awards.
1: It is right on the horizon. Uh, We're going to lay that out next week on the podcast in full throughout this week, though, on social media, we're going to be putting some posts out there. Uh, We kind of want to gauge what you guys are thinking for not only categories, but uh, people in those categories or moments or matches. Uh, We got a few ideas rolling, but we're going to roll that out next week. So be looking on social media. You can give your input before we set this up and drop it for the public to vote on.
0: Anything else you want to say about people as far as the vacation land Cup goes?
1: Um, I'd like to give a thank you, obviously, to Harry, who uh, is such a workhorse behind the scenes. The what an opening of- video, by the way. Holy crap. <laughs> yes, goosebump material. Uh, Harry killed it. He did the opening video, all the promos that you saw. There's going to be a music video probably by the time that you listen to this. Ah, uh, the music video will be out. It's gonna drop on Christmas Eve. so um before I go any further, a happy holidays to everyone who's listening. Uh, I, I hope it's great and uh, I hope you're doing uh whatever you can with uh, with those around you to have a good Christmas, even though it's gonna be a, a weird one for sure. Uh, we thank you for all your support, especially with this event because we had uh you know there were so many fans who were, normal attendees in Yarmouth, Westbrook Portland who were you know messaging about the show asking questions about IWTV because they were tuning in and uh, it's awesome to see how many hometown fans supported the show, bought a t-shirt, bought a poster and uh, out of state out of the country fans we had so many different people tuning in so uh, just awesome to see so much talk about the event, so much love for it because we just we put so much work into this event to have it done. Uh, by the end of the year and to have one thing to get out there before the year closed. So um, we just thank you for your support because you guys make this happen.